I'm gonna be very honest, like this is still uh, the thing that's driving me um, to continue because still in every show you do or I'm doing right now, I want to learn and I want to improve and I will let them ask me if I want to do take over some role like last minutes because these are the things that I will learn from and it's, it's just really um, impressive how much I've learned just by saying yes. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. My name is Jake and you are listening to The Success Shift show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Have you ever been thrown three meters into the air, then done several flips, only to be caught seconds before you collide with the ground? Well, neither have I. But this week's guest does it for fun, on a very regular basis, in front of thousands of people. That's right, this week I am so grateful to be able to interview a Cirque du Soleil performer and aerial acrobat out of Belgium, Soon Gatnet. Soon and I crossed paths on the waves in Mexico and have stayed in touch ever since. If you've ever wondered what it takes to get to the top of such an interesting and physically demanding field, then get ready. Soon tells us what drives her, what she believes has gotten her to where she is today, and she even tells us a bit about the injuries and personal struggles she had along the way, even opening up about her eating disorder. This was a very open, honest, and interesting interview. As you listen to this interview, you might realize there's still quite a bit of room for improvement, but I'm actually starting to get a lot more comfortable as an interviewee or doing this podcast. Again, I'm leaving this raw and unedited footage so that you can tell the the growth that comes along as I have progressed through each episode. I'm hoping that if you are a long-time listener, you can see the development of the podcast as it happens. So please enjoy the raw and unedited footage. Interview starts just after the four-minute mark. Perfect. It seems that we are live. A little bit of a delay on my end, but that's okay. We will go with it. Hey, soon. How are you doing? 
you hear me? Hang on, I'm just trying to organise a few things here. Can you hear me? I can't hear you, you're muted. Let's unmute you. Can you hear me now? There we go, that's much better. Alrighty. <laughs> Alright, All stop this music. Hello everybody, thanks for joining us. We are live here with Soon on the Success Shift, a show where we like to get into the minds of some of the very successful people and figure out exactly what it's like to, uh, to get to such a level that Soon got to. The last couple of weeks we had a couple of young entrepreneurs and I am very, very blessed and happy to be with this young little pocket rocket that I got to meet in Mexico. We were traveling around Mexico and I was lucky enough to run into Soon here, out on the waves. She absolutely killed it out there. And now she's been kind enough to join me today to talk about her lovely adventure into the world of acrobats. So how are you doing today, Soon? Yeah. I'm doing very good, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and how are you? Good, very good, thanks. Um, uh, now in your end of the world, obviously I'm originally from Australia, but moved to Germany now, and you're finally back home for a little bit. Is That's that correct? That's true. That's in Belgium? Very lovely. Yeah, in Brussels. Ah, very nice, very nice. Now... As you told me earlier, you've got a family dinner to get to, which I absolutely love. Family always comes first, so that's awesome. Surprise dinner as well, right? So um, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome. Family always comes first, so we'll try and be nice and quick today. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? So you made it quite high in the acrobatics. Uh, did you always want to be in acrobatics? Were you in it from the young age? Tell us a little bit about your story and where you got to and how you got there. Um, so first of all, I'm 30 years old now at the moment and i've been uh, doing circus uh 10 years now so i started when i was 20 but right before that i was doing uh competitions i was competing for the belgian team uh, and also like it was i was in a special school even though i started when i was very young like we all always running around i was always in a gym uh together with my younger sister so we have a big family Nice. Uh, but me and my younger sister, we were the only ones who were um, who were actually running around in the gym. And then we decided, like, okay, let's go for swimming. So we did a few years of swimming, and then we kind of got bored. Um, it's not at all like the ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit different when it's competitive, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. And then I was like, okay, I was missing actually a lot of um, gymnastics. So yeah. we went back. And in the same time, we were doing music school as well, like uh, academy. Nice. Um, which I didn't practice a lot for because, of course, my passion, like from young young age, I immediately felt my passion was more for uh, the acrobatic world. So I started in a small uh, gym here, close close by, nearby. And then um, this my coach, she wanted to leave because it was uh, she was from Antwerp, so it was a long distance in between work and everything. Uh, so they, she found another club for us, for all the gymnasts, which was really nice because it's like a pre-preparation pre-preparation for like the the big school like if you get selected for the the belgian team uh and then i was very lucky actually to join them um so i was with them i got two new partners uh i admit that in that one year i learned a lot of new tricks and i made a very big progression nice. thanks to my first coach who gave me the the great basics like yep. the, the basics and then from there on because I had the age, um, I would, I'm a small sized person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm always in the air. I will also explain a little bit what I do. So I get thrown around by people. <laughs> when I was eating, <laughs> there was with two girls. So they would like make some special thing with their hands and then they would throw me in the air. I do the saltos, they catch me. Um, or I would land on the floor, they catch me. 
um, or we will make human pyramids and I will climb on the top and do different kinds uh, shapes of handstands. Uh, and then we make, there is a few routines, uh, a dynamic routine with the, the saltos and a, a static routine is for like the, the handstands and a combined routine. So after a year, after this progression, the coach from the school, top sports school, it's called here, yep. uh, he got in contact with us and he was like, are you guys interested to go for the world championship, European championship? Because we're not very allowed to do those competitions if you're not joining the team or at least at that time. Yeah, right. Uh, so after a long time, like talking with my partners, the parents together, because of course I was still young, I was 13 years old. 13 uh, I did. Yeah. Wow. 13 years Very old. Young. Did, did, yeah. I did decide to actually go, uh, go along the, this new adventure, even though it's really intense because I gave up a lot of things. I was in a boarding school, yep. um, which of course we all know you are almost never home. And uh, it was a special school, especially for like you train in the mornings from 7.30, 10.30. Then you go to school for four hours and then you come back in the afternoon. You do another uh, uh, three hours of trainings and the wow. school is very authoritarian. So I came very from like all my uh, child, childhood Yep. Um, was very authoritarian. So I really came from like, okay, uh, phone needs to be outside when you go to sleep. At this time, the light has to be out. At this time, you have to check your weight. So it was a pretty hard time. But of course, I, I loved it so much. If not, I wouldn't stay and I wouldn't yeah, do it. Also, I have my parents, family. Yeah, they always that kind of supported me. They were always saying, like, if it's too much and you can't do it anymore, you can you can quit. You don't have to do it for us. You have to do it for yourself. That's nice. That's good support. Um, yeah, definitely. And, of course, always grateful because it wasn't easy for them either. You know, I was the only one from seven children that then went back and forward and driving to all the trainings. And yeah, uh, I, I admit it's not, an, yeah, it's not as a cheap sport <laughs> easy either because, like, the costumes and everything. And uh, But anyway... They were there to support me Very and nice. yeah and then i did i started doing the competitions the bigger competitions and then um i learned so much with the coach and i'm very grateful even though um i went through very hard times like uh about personal stuff like um regarding food like, like um so i had like a small like uh eat disorder yeah I think it's like weight. yeah eating disorder like watching your weight and stuff like yeah. that because you had to be thrown in the air five meters <laughs> yeah yeah but it was really hard because it was always a contrary like my partners you need to eat you need to eat because you need the energy but then the coach like no you need to lose weight and then yeah. you know, when you check your your weight five times a day every every uh gram starts counting wow and that was from like yeah, age was, 13 14. yeah from started from 13 years until 18 when I finished. Wow, super intense. And when did you get into the Cirque du Soleil? So was that um, when this finished, then I was like, ah, oh, because my coach is actually in contact with Cirque du Soleil and he asked me like, hey, would you be interested to work um, for Cirque du Soleil after? And I was like, at that moment, I was like, no, 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 30 hours a week training already. <laughs> um, so many years in a row, I'm done. I don't need it anymore. And yeah. then actually after a year when I started university, uh, I missed it so much. I missed the movement uh, and then I saw videos and I was like, I want to do this again. 
And I wanted to go back to competing first because I didn't think so far. Yeah. Uh, and then at one point, a friend of mine, she got into Cirque du Soleil and then she asked me if I was interested uh, to work with them. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, what, what do I have to do? So after three years, I sent videos and I went to train. Um, and then I was just the lucky one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think the hard work you put the- in before got you there, really. That's pretty impressive. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. But then also the, the girls that I was going to work with in that show. So the first show I did was Varakai. Yep. Um, so I knew them from competing. So they also came came from com- the, the competition world. But they were from uh, Russia, uh, from Ukraine and Azerbaijan. And they knew my coach. So they knew my background. They knew I came from a good, like I had a good technique. So it's actually because of uh, them, because they kind of pushed me, like they pushed actually the director and the, um, the things that we want to work with that girl. We know her, we know she has a good technique. So yeah. I'm always, everyone I will say, I'm so blessed I got these girls in, into my life. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, that's how it started. And then I went to Montreal for two, two months and a half of a formation. Yeah. I was all there by myself. I didn't have any partners because everyone was on tour in Brazil. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's where my, my first Yeah. That was a, a nice start to, to be lucky to be in the, in the summertime when escaping the winter. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it's very impressive. I mean, so one of the things you were saying then is obviously that training, like getting up at 7.30, training for four hours, going to school, coming back for four hours, weighing yourself five days a week, that must have been hard. Like that must have not only been hard yeah. physically but hard mentally. I mean, you've got yeah. to really want something if you're going to put yourself through that day in and day out. And you and you said your parents were super supportive. You know, they never put, forced you into it, but you you wanted to stay for yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. So what was your major drive? Like, you must have had some times where you were like, that's it, oh, I've had enough of this, I want to leave, but you stayed, right? What were the, what were the things you were telling yourself in your head? Because that would have been really hard mentally in my, my thought. The fact that you actually every day improve and see yourself grow. And so as soon as the competition season starts, it's like every, let me see, like two, three weeks of competition. So you start the ones in Belgium, the province, uh, provincial, yeah. um, and then you, the bigger ones and the bigger ones and you Belgian, and then you know, oh, there is another one coming. So you actually like, you always want to get better and you always want to see where you can get. Knowing from the first competition in 2006, I did the world championship. I wasn't even in that special school yet. And then the, the Russians who were already like really high, high level, they were like kind of, oh yeah, it's okay. We're not afraid of them. Uh, it's yeah. fine. But then one year later when we did European championship and I was in that special school, the, the three of us, like we gave everything and we grew so much together that suddenly days I was on another competition and they were like, whoa, all right, let's, let's calm down. Let's, let's, let's be aware. Like, yeah, everyone is going, you know, everyone is like, everyone is working hard. Everyone's to be working on the their butt off. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. So it just depends from when you started or some are there already since longer time or they work, work together since a longer time. For us, it was just one year together and then we made already a huge pro- um, progression. Nice. So this was actually really lovely. You know, it's like you feel it, you feel the teamwork, you feel the confidence between each other, yeah. uh, which is also very important. So, yeah, that's, very, super that's awesome. So, how long do you think it was before when you started? Before you were like, 
I'm actually pretty bloody good at this. Like, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm making somewhere. I should keep going. Or was it always and like, I need to get better that I'm not actually that good? Was there that point where you were like, you know what, this is my jam. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I think, I think it all started in the first club I started. Yeah. Like the, the really small thing, because my coach, he started, um, editions. So between the, between the flyers. So, okay, you have to be on the canes. There are like the wooden blocks. You do that kind of handstands and everything. And she will say like, okay, at the end of the week, there is a little competition in between us and who wins can get like a little, whatever surprise. Yeah. So of course at that moment, you're already driven to like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I want to get better. And, uh, yeah. and also because you enjoy it and you, you're, you're surrounded and it all started with one, one very good friend of mine who told me like, you have to do acrobatic. She's a really cool coach. And then I just, I end up standing on the shoulders from a girl and I would go home and like, oh, I stood on the shoulders from my, from my partner. Like every time I would like share my little, little things. Little wins. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've always got those little and challenges also, and you keep getting another successful win. You're like, yes, I did this today. I did this today. Exactly. And yeah. this is what, this is what makes you grow as well. It is, as, um, as there, as the moment arises, you don't feel this thing of like, I don't want to get better anymore or um, I don't really want to do this or then I don't, I just don't think if it's worth it. I always had the right people around me, which is also very important. The yeah. ones who support you, the ones who will motivate you, not in the sense of like force, forcing you, like you have to do it. It's like I say, my, my parents, they were always like, yeah, yeah you know, like really good. And, and, but if you don't want to do it or you're tired or you can stop. You don't have to do it for us. You have to do it for yourself. I think that's very, very powerful. You know, having that right yeah. community around you that aren't forcing you to do something, but they're like, you know, do it for you and we'll be here to support you if you do it for yourself. Yeah. And then celebrating every little win you've got. You're like, yes, I did this. Yes, I did this. Yeah. And they're just being proud of the little steps you're making. I think in any aspect of what you're doing, that's just a general good rule of thumb. You know, surround yourself by good people, celebrate the little wins and do it, do it for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else. And I think if you can do that... Yeah. Hopefully we can all get to the circus today. <laughs> no, that's, that's very impressive. So what? Was well, my... I'm gonna be. Go on. Yeah, I'm gonna be very honest. Like this is still uh, the thing that's driving me um, to continue because still in every show you do or I'm doing right now, I want to learn and I want to improve and I will let them ask me if I want to do take over some role like last minutes. Because these are the things that I will learn from, and it's it's just really um, impressive how much I've learned just by saying yes um, and putting yourself open for it, open even if it's yeah. yeah, always new new opportunities and being like actually yeah I've never done it oh yeah I'm gonna try that yeah and then you always keep like the little uh, healthy excitement healthy stress inside of your body which I really really enjoy yeah. It's a bit like a drug, and, isn't it? You're like, oh yes, something new, something new. I'll get to do something yeah, else exactly. today. I, I get that from traveling and like, I love extreme sports, skydiving, yeah. snowboarding. It's the same sort of thing. You get to a point, you're like, oh, something new. I've never done that before. I'm yeah. going to try it and see how it goes. And it does, it gets exactly. you that sort of like, a bit of like an adrenaline junkie sort of thing. Yeah. yeah that, because that, I'm, also, I'm also sure that there is a lot of people who, well, because of course, like the, the extreme sports, the things that I'm doing, it's also like I give my life in other people's hands. Yeah, I've seen some videos. <laughs> you actually take all the time risks, but you're not going to take those risks when there is not the trust and the confidence. Yeah. 
That's very so true. If you feel like if you really think like no, this might be really really dangerous, I don't think I would take the step. But I will always do that little extra. Yeah. Think to pass push a little bit. Like, okay, I trust to push a little bit out of my comfort zone. Okay, I trust you guys to get a little exactly. bit out of my comfort zone. I got the right people around me. I'll go a little bit further out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And with that, I exactly. think that's when you grow the fastest, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. So with that said, what what have you had any major injuries? I mean, you are literally getting thrown meters in the air, flipping back ten mm -hmm. times it seems. Have you had any serious injuries that have held you back? Luckily, I'm sitting on a wooden bench, so yeah, I'm holding that nice and tight. Um, I didn't have a major, major injuries. So what, what happened is I broke my foot, uh, right when I said I was going to finish with sports, uh, with competing and I broke the other foot. Um, I think this, this was like six years, uh, no, seven years later, I broke the other foot during a show in Colombia. So I was performing in Bogota and, um, yeah, I was like, because in, in um, uh, how do you say that? Like not in, in Europe or in, in Belgium, where it's easy to transport uh, equipment, we didn't have the carpets. So it was a hard floor, just like a, a hard stage. And it wasn't even during a trick. Oh, really? So it, only, it was during a dance move that the guy had to throw me around and he drops me on, well, he puts me on the floor. And I think just because of the shock, that it's like it made a fracture. It's funny yeah. the way that happens sometimes. Like when I'm snowboarding, I'll throw myself off these jumps and be, bounce up and be fine. But then, you know, you're walking back after you've taken your boots off and you slip and twist your ankle. Some of the injuries happen yeah. on the smallest exactly. thing when you're not paying attention. It's exactly. This, this, the same thing. So it's always going to happen with something stupid. Yeah. So this does happen. But um, also, I wasn't sure if it was really bad. Yeah. And we were in the middle of the show. It was not a show. It was a show that you were like one hour and 30 minutes on stage nonstop. Wow. So jump, jumping, dancing around, doing your tricks. And I took some tricks from another girl. She couldn't come because she had some, uh, she needed to take some special medication. This couldn't come with a flight. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take your, your role. I like it again. Um, yeah. Where I showed like, okay, yes, I want to do it, you know, because there is a few flaggers. And I was like, no, I will, I will take them. So, it's okay, I'll I'll charge myself a little bit more, but it's the extra adrenaline. Yeah. So I land on the floor and um I go on the side. There is like maybe few like few seconds that you're on uh, off stage, and then I put some eyes and I felt everything like every time uh, a little bit more sore. And at the end, the last the final dance is actually like tapping the, the the feet on the floor, and I was like, sorry, but I'm not. But what I actually want to say is that how quick you can see um a group of people transform in like one big person one big um like, like so yeah a, a big community yes we will always be there but sometimes these little things have to happen to a big like a wake-up call like okay look guys we really need to be focused focused because we have this big travel um we have we are all jet-lagged uh we had like a little like there is so many things food yeah. is different energies are different the height uh really like stay focused. yeah so sometimes you forget this when, when things start to become too much of a routine of like a robot. Complacency, remind yourself. You call it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. when you get complacent. Exactly. And it was so nice to see this because I was a little bit on, on uh, off stage and I talked to my, my colleagues like, oh, well, 
actually I'm not gonna call them full colleagues I'm gonna call them my friends yeah, yeah. I like it more because literally my family of course why not so <laughs> exactly and so I told them like I think I hurt my foot and but I don't know exactly what it is and so everyone starts to talk around and like at one point during the show they just grabbed me and they put after my tricks they grabbed me they put me nicely on stage I could like walk off and oh that's nice so it's so beautiful to see how people care actually do care and yeah. like of course we always do I mean, as I said so things are such a routine that you're like okay I'm gonna do this I mean I mean everyone's in the same environment right everyone realizes they're in this dangerous scene so I think it's kind of one of those things that if you hurt yourself you'd want to be treated the same way just treat others how you'd want to be treated and someone's sore and you're easy to pick up and move around so they're going to help you the best they can yeah. right so it's really nice exactly so it's you said, uh, you said before yeah, like you for obviously it. had a bit of like struggles with the eating disorder and stuff because I can imagine in that environment being thrown around and having to be small and then having to keep your energy up as you were saying must have been impossible what was one of the hardest things you think you had to overcome over the course of your journey like mentally like obviously the food disorder would have been hard like maybe being away from home I'm sure all that would have been quite difficult what do you think the hardest thing was for you I think it was trying to figure out how to deal with my own weight yeah and my own, because of course, after sports, um, I was um, I was not a full grown, I was 18 years old, but I was not a full grown woman. And as I said earlier, I'm like a small size lady, yeah. um, small size person. Yeah. So that was really hard to go to university uh, and having the confidence of like, okay, I'm going with like, the big people, I mean, you know, the, yeah, and then I wanted to be a teacher as well. And I was like, okay, but these kids are going to be taller than me. So I had like a lot of complexes when I was younger. Now I don't, I don't, I'm like, I passed this, this story, but also about the bulimia, for example, I dealt everything with myself alone. Yeah. Nobody knew. I didn't, I didn't talk to anyone because I mean, I didn't want to worry anyone either. And this is how I felt, but I overcame it myself. And now I have no, a lot of people ask me like, how do you feel now? Does it still happen? And I'm like, no, I just know exactly my limit. Like when I ate too much, that's, or when I ate, when I'm eating, yeah. I know the limit. Like, here is where I'm going to stop. I'm not going to overeat myself that I can't move, that I have to open up my bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, yeah, you get to know yourself and it's experience and I think I learned a lot of things about myself in, in, in many ways. And in the beginning, I will admit that when I was on tour, the, the hardest things were like during Christmas, whatever, or birthdays. And I can hear from home like, oh, yeah, we did like a crazy party and it was that. And, and, and. Yeah. and sometimes it's like, because I already missed so many things because I was in sports. And sometimes I felt like, oh, my God, it's so sad. But after a while, you actually get so used to it and you learn to appreciate your whatever you have but yeah come grateful for the things that you do have or the small time you do get with your family or yeah so that's why i like okay tonight i will enjoy the family dinner but i also know i want to do this because i know soon i might be leaving again and yeah. i know they would love me love to have me for christmas as well and i would love to be here but in the same time it's like i want to work because there is where i find my passion there is where i find my happiness Yep. Being on stage and sharing whatever I love to do. That's nice. And I'm sure there's many, many, many people that watch you and feel the same joy from seeing you flip. I've, like I said, I've seen some videos 
and I've seen you do handstand, it's impressive as it is. So it's awesome, I can imagine, doing something like that and having everyone cheer and bringing joy to all the people you're watching. So I can imagine yeah. that would be amazing. Now, I know you do have your dinner to go to, so I will let you get going as much as I love having a chat here. If you have some more questions, go for it. Perfect. All right, then, because I'm enjoying myself like a lot. So. so when you were saying like you sort of dealt with all your stuff on your own, you didn't want to talk to yeah. anyone, which is fair enough. I mean, that's something quite personal. Sometimes you feel maybe ashamed or you don't want to discuss it. How, what kind of point did you realize like, okay, I'm okay with being me. Was there any point or realization where you're like, this is silly or I don't need to do this anymore? I don't want to say it's silly because it's a serious issue you got to deal with. But was there a point where you were like, you know what, I got to shift my focus or my mentality or I got to do something in order to change this? Honestly, this actually happened. Um... So because nobody knew and only one of my two partners, she knew and she, she kind of followed me one day and I got caught. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, so, and she talked and she talked to me, um, but it started to become a very natural process for me. Yeah. So, and then she talked to me like, okay, I will admit I have the same problem, uh, but try to not do this anymore. But anyway, I, I did my thing, my life, and she did her life yeah. because it's not easy to feel like you you don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, of course. So then, I, as soon as I finished sports, when I made the decision to like actually quit, um, of course you get home, you're not on boarding school anymore. Mommy, who makes delicious food, I admit at one point I just took a lot of weight, like very quick, very easy. Also because I had a broken foot, I couldn't move, so. Yeah. Uh, and then actually I saw pictures from myself and I already bought a wedding dress for my brother, like to go to his wedding. Yeah. And at one point I was like, hmm, I look a little, I don't know if I'm still going to fit. <laughs> am I going to fit into this? <laughs> yeah, am I still going to fit? Um, and then actually at the end, it like naturally became a thing of like, okay, just eat a little bit less. Don't always stuff yourself with just like everything, you know, because if you have lived with like four years of always this, the thing of being hungry yeah the feeling of like oh god in the stomach and like oh that's a horrible feeling and so i think it i just smashed it in the beginning yeah <laughs> as soon as as soon as i got to home but then also you you also grow up and you see and then is it worth it and then i went to university and it was also still a lot of sports because i was doing a physical education uh so which kept me moving again yeah I and then okay. it's, all, it's all about that motivation as, isn't it sorry yeah as soon as there is a, um, a scale in in the environment i'm tempted to be like oh i want to check or <laughs> yeah. but, but i don't think i will fall back into the same uh disorder then yeah. yeah also a lot of people have told me when i was working with a french company they were always telling me like you can eat whatever you want like you can uh you should eat a little bit more blah 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 and they were really like like honest and 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 like literally you can eat as long as you can perform as, as long as you can do on stage whatever you have to do you yeah. you do it but also as a flyer myself as soon as i gain a, a few kilos of course i will feel and it makes my my life harder as well as a performer you know <laughs> of course so of course i kind of feel my balance now yeah it's that's all it is isn't it? it's finding that moderation finding that thing in balance because i find when i'm trying to do something i put so much pressure on myself that i have to succeed or i have to get to this goal or i have to be like this and i find it makes it harder for me to achieve what i'm trying to achieve but then if you take a little bit yeah. of that pressure off 
and you go, you know what, it's, you know, maybe in the same situation, it's okay, I can have a little bit more. Like, I don't ha you sort of find that natural balance and then you start to sort of find a happy medium where you can still perform and still eat what you want, yeah. but it's not having to be the extreme and it's a lot easier on the mind and a lot less stressful, I guess. Well, that's something I have, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's it's an interesting concept, it I, I find. It comes it comes from from yourself from your insight and like a uh, social pressure is not always as good because that means like does it still come from yourself are you still enough passionate yeah like if it doesn't come from yourself so you start doubting or start asking questions but that, it hasn't come that far from me yet, so. <laughs> that's great I mean that's what you were saying before when you do always do it for yourself and if you're doing it for yourself you're yeah. gonna want to get to those next achievements you're gonna want to do those little bit extra because you're not doing it for anyone else so if you if you don't true. you know if you don't get there people are gonna be like okay you're not letting anyone else down but if you're doing it just for you then it's completely yeah. up to you to decide so yeah that's that's super interesting so true. <laughs> is there anything you do like obviously going into a performance it must be I mean you might have gotten over it now but it must be scary knowing that you're about to be thrown into the air and um you know having people catch you and having to perform in front of people like do you have in front of every show a bit of a like mantra or something you gotta like calm yourself down or get yourself in the zone or is it just so natural now you just go right throw me away no actually i will admit like uh something special happened during during covid and like all the quarantine quarantine and stuff yep then as soon as i started again uh so in september i went to train in copenhagen with my um previous partner yep um acrobatic partner and I was not afraid. Like I have, I I didn't do anything for twenty months. Like I had wow. no contracts, nothing. I didn't have partners around me because everyone, like of course, we we're all like international, like people from everywhere. Of course. So I was in Belgium. I didn't have my partners, or I was in Mexico for eight months where I didn't train or perform or do anything. So I came back with even more confidence and even more. Uh, desire and passion and, and motivation wow. which made me like wow this is really cool and i was talking to um, to another flyer um he's a little bit older and he was telling me like enjoy the, and enjoy this feeling because not everyone has this not everyone can say like i'm not afraid or yeah. yes i of course there are always the the, the healthy stress and all but it's it's a good feeling it's it's a lovely feeling like like and healthy as well, you know. As we, as we said, it's like a, it's it's motivating as it's it's driving yeah. us. I don't know. So yeah. there is nothing of like afraid of because I won't do anything if there is something I don't feel comfortable. I will be honest and I'll be like, hey, can we like leave this on the side and just focus on something else, something new, new? There is so many like so many things to practice, you know. Yeah. So of course, when down. you have a good communication, yeah. So good communication is also very, very important with your partner. So you can be open like, okay, sorry, I don't feel comfortable with this. Or can you change this? Because you're physically in contact all the time. So you, you, it's very important to be able to express yourself and express your needs. Like, hey, I need a little bit more like this. If not, I'm flying the other way. Or sorry, but I'm a little bit more sore on this way, on this side of my body. Can, can we have it a little bit more shifted? Like yeah. there is so many things. I think that level of communication is 
just you can put that across all boards i mean good communication yeah. especially in an environment like that is paramount yeah. if you're able to communicate in any relationship no matter what it is what level i think that's definitely going to help especially one where you have to have that much trust in the other person it's like if you don't catch me i'm going to fall on my head so i need to let you know every single detail as to where i'm comfortable and where i'm not i mean it just makes sense really that's true that's exactly yeah it's it's trust communication um yeah and then being honest if there is something you don't like or doesn't 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 work out very well for you then you just express it yeah it's, it's not like, only sorry yeah. not only, also towards your uh also towards your uh director or your coach or yeah so. in all areas it helps to have that sort yeah. of understanding it's funny what you said going back like you had 20 months off and then that yeah. coming back to that was sort of where you were kind of like the most comfortable you didn't have that fear and i wonder sometimes when you get so like focused on a task or you're so concentrated on doing something you sort of lose that like passion for it sometimes and then taking a step away you're like oh yeah. actually I, I really missed that i like you, you come back in such a different light you know they say what is it absence makes the heart grow fonder and so when you're away from it for such for as long as you were, it's kind of like, hang on, that was what I knew. That's that's I want to go back yeah. to that. And I think it's important maybe if you're doing something or you're so focused to give yourself that break, give yourself a couple of days or 20 months in your case mm -hmm. to take a step back and really focus on, you know, what you missed and how much and why you're doing it. And which was for you, obviously, the yeah. passion, the joy, the love of it. And so it's quite interesting that you say that leaving for that long, you came back almost your your least scared. Yeah. And I was also like, still now I'm impressed of like not having your partners around or some partners to train with, but coming back in like a good shape. I also think it also also comes from from here. Definitely, I think everything the comes from here. But the the way you think, the way you act towards your desires, towards your passions, I think that were, that that helps so much. Yeah, like. Yes, there, there were difficult moments that I said, like, oh, I really want to work. I really, like, even just a few days before I had my last contract with the Australian company, I was like, really, I wanted to go down to south of France to go see them and work and train with them. Yeah. And I couldn't get them because of transport problems. So then I then I told my mom, like, actually, I, I, I'm really, like, almost losing. But, and I shouldn't, but it's stronger than myself, and I really just want to get there few days later I got contacted wow. and I was like okay I knew I knew I knew it was gonna happen I knew it was close so in your mind manifesting it and then boom exactly that's that's incredible. a lot of money yeah so did you do a lot of mindset because with what I do I've sort of gotten to a level now that if I want to go to the next level if I want to grow if I want to expand it's gonna have to start from inside it's gonna have to start with a lot of mindset a lot of growth and development and everything I do in my mind and inside is going to be the thing that affects the outside world. I have to stop sort of looking for excuses outside and start, you know, looking for changes inside. Did you do a exactly. lot of that when you were in this environment? Or? I'm, going, I'm going to be very honest. Like when I was um, competing, so from a very young age, I did a lot of visualization. Yeah. At that time, I, I wasn't aware what is visualization. Like I was doing it just because it told me I close my eyes. I, I see all, I go through all my routine, like, a lot, a lot of it. And then last year I did my uh, TTC yoga uh, yoga course yep. for like an ins instructor. And 
that we were talking about this and like still now or when I'm com uh, when I'm doing shows I always vis visualize or when I'm gonna do a new trick or people talk to me like hey this uh you want to try this you know like this I'm like trying to like okay wait visualize. let me see and as long as I don't get it in my head or I can't visualize it I can't perform it wow that's crazy. I think visualization is an incredibly powerful thing. I'm just coming new to it. Like lots of my mentors and people higher up doing the things that I want to do always say visualizing is number one. And I've sort of done it a bit, a bit, but not really, I suppose not with my emotion. I've just sort of been like, oh, can I do this? But then you sort of have to feel it with your body. I suppose in your case, yeah. feeling, can I turn, can I twist, can I land, you know, can I get caught and really going into that massive depth of it. I think it's something that is apparently so powerful and doing it at such a young age now getting to the point where you're at, obviously it has an effect. What were you kind of visualizing? Just the moves in your head or were you visualizing like being on stat champion at the Europeans or being in the circus? What kind of things were you visualizing at a young age? Uh, at that young age, I was more like right before going on stage, I would go through all my routines. So we put magnesium on the hands. I would go through all my stuff and I would even do the little moves. Okay, what is it now? Okay, trick by trick. Um, like actually see myself performing the number yeah nice so just going and like everything in your head yeah so but this is only like visualization visualization is only when i like i started or like i really started to know like how big of an effect it had like now like not long ago like a few years now but if i knew that when i was younger yeah, yeah. Loved it because i was i was um so everything would always go great for the com uh, competitions you would go to the finals and always i don't know why during the finals something would happen oh really for points yeah and i think like okay this happened with one one competition another and so of course this stayed in my head so of course i'm gonna manifest that yeah of course if you think something's gonna happen yeah. then it eventually happens you're like damn it every time exactly. and so this was so in my head but this is all the things that I realize right now, now that, now that I'm older, and do I regret? No, I don't regret because I still love whatever I do. Yeah, every little step in my life I've done hard, not hard. Of course, life is like that. It's yeah. like a roller coaster. Yeah, well, so you I've, just accept it because it's hard. Yeah, I've got an it. analogy of life being like a heartbeat. You know, we where yeah. life is our heartbeat, and you've got to have the ups and downs of the heartbeat. Exactly. If you're always living on a high, then you're going to flatline and you're going to be dead. And if you're always living on low and depression, yeah. you're going to flatline and you're going to be dead. So you have to go with the ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. But it's funny with the visualization because I was reading a study, um, I can't remember who by, but they were sort of saying that, especially with motor skills and stuff that you're doing, the brain doesn't know the difference between when you're actually doing it and when you're like visualizing and doing it. So just by sitting there and visualizing it and going through the whole process, you're actually creating those stronger pathways between the, the neurons or something along those lines. So it's actually reinforcing that movement and that motion. So it's kind of like doing the actual practice physically, but you're doing it in your head, yeah. which I suppose from very strong visual, visualization, when you're doing those like muscle memory, like playing guitar for me yeah. is muscle memory. If you visualize it, sure. the muscle memory gets stronger and stronger. So it's very interesting to hear that you're doing that for yeah. such a young age because it works, obviously. Look at you now. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just, I can, I'm, I know and I feel I'm very blessed. And I think I can say that also because I worked really hard for it when I was younger. Yeah. I can say like, yeah, you deserve this life. You you deserve to be on the road. If traveling is what you love to do, it, like you, you deserve it, go for it. Yeah, you put in the hard work, you went, you put it, yeah. you, you made the sacrifice 
and now you get to reap the reward. Even at such a young age, you get to enjoy the life that you wanted because you put in the young, the hard yeah. yards when you're younger. And that's awesome. It's congratulations. That's so good to hear and to see. Luckily enough, I got to meet you when you were traveling, which is something that we both love. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's so, true. Well, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you, but I'm going to wrap it up with my final two questions here so that you can get off to your surprise yeah. dinner. Perfect. First question, Thank you is what would be the one thing that you'd go back and tell yourself at 17 is what I usually say, but seeing as you started so young at 13, what would be the one thing you'd go back and tell your 13 year old self? Um, what I would tell myself to get to what I'm doing now? Just in general, or if you could I... give yourself any lesson that you wanted to back that when you were 13, what would you tell yourself? Um, what, what would I tell myself? That and and enjoying is so important. That's awesome. To enjoy what you do, to living in the moment and enjoy and and just go and and look look like chase your dreams. If this is what you really want to do, yeah, of course, nothing comes for not for nothing. Yeah, exactly. If you work, you're gonna have to work for it. That's it. And luckily, like also from home, we have the the mentality of like, you want something, you go work for it. So <laughs> go out and work for it if you want it. Nothing comes cheap, yeah. nothing comes easy, nothing good comes free. So if you want exactly. it, you're gonna have to work. That's awesome. And last one, which gets a couple of people, but if you could have the answer to any question in the world, the absolute truth to any question, what would that question be? <laughs> it's one to get you thinking. So if the answer for a question, what the, uh, if what the question would be? Yeah, you could have the answer for absolutely anything and you have the complete truthful answer. What would that question be? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know? That's all right. If you don't know. For me, I love space, so I want to know what's on the other side of a black hole. That's, that's my question that I would love to hear the answer <laughs> of. It brings into a whole world of teleportation and wormholes and crazy stuff. I get so distracted with that, but now you can. I, have... I don't. I haven't thought about it, but I will. I have will think, do. Have a think about it. Send me a message, and then I'll put it into the chat in this this uh, this podcast talk so that people can get the answer for it. All right, soon. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really, really appreciate you giving me the time, especially this much time before your parents. Uh, party so yeah exactly i hope i hope they're not watching i ruined it but thank you so much thank you thank you everyone thank you for having me no it's been an absolute pleasure i really enjoyed it thank you everyone who was watching um tune in next week same time um we'll be with a guy named rowan alistair black and he's a traveler as well so he'll be telling me a bit about some of his biggest moves in traveling um otherwise you can catch the replays on youtube and facebook other than that, thank you very much soon. Enjoy your dinner. And, uh, Have a lovely evening. I'll be in contact. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you later. Bye.